Broadcasting from the third coast and recorded live at Tripod South Studios, this is The Hango Show. I need to get inside your head. I got to know if you insane. And so we'll eat food when Reba gets there and then we'll record like two episodes and then we'll save the next two for the other day and we just spend the night. So we make like two days out of it. Yeah, I don't see how y'all just... <clears throat> covering a book like that it's um i'd be afraid i'd give too much away but the Mm -hmm. thing is it's an older book at least yeah you know and and y'all kind of feed into the revisiting Mm -hmm. that i guess yeah see it was so easy with twilight because everybody knows the story we didn't even go through the whole book like that we just kind of did uh you know, we I did synopsis of the chapters to like tell how much Edward had stalked that night. <laughs> so it's not bad. <laughs> yeah, I, I haven't. I, I bought a book the other day mm-hmm. that I'm going to start reading. Um, Mike Taibbi. I don't know if you're familiar with him or not. He's a journalist. Mm-hmm. Um, he's done like, like a contributing editor to Rolling Stone. Mm-hmm. Uh, back in the day, he was like super left leaning. Are you seen very left leaning? Mm-hmm. But now, um, reading his stuff again, he's not that he he is left leaning, but mm-hmm. not like uber liberal or anything. Yeah. And now, like the left is coming for him because he's not he's not liberal enough. He's you not liberal. Yeah. But this book that I I bought, I forget what's called the. Let me look it up right quick. It's um. I didn't even know you were recording. Yet. Oh yeah, when I come in, I hit the button. You never know what you're going to catch. <laughs> yeah, it's called the Bus- the business secrets of drug dealing, an mm-hmm. almost true account. And he interviews a guy who has transported marijuana nationwide for years, mm-hmm. and I don't think the guy's ever been caught. Yeah, he kept the guy secret. And so I'm, re- I don't, I, I love true stories about nefarious shit like that. Mm-hmm. And I don't know why. Yeah. You know, I don't know if I'm trying to give myself some ideas for retirement <laughs> plans or what, but yeah. Um, I, I would have probably done a show like y'all's mm-hmm. if I'd have started this when I was about y'all's age. Cause mm-hmm. I read so much back then. Yeah. I just, I just don't read as much as I used to. Mm-hmm. Well, see, we used to, we completely had stopped, uh, reading for a while well i hadn't but i it was just here and there you know but caitlin had totally stopped reading out of she once she got out of uh college because she was focusing on teaching and all that so she really didn't have time she didn't think and then we started the podcast (laughs) (laughs) and now she's reading like 10 books a month on KU. God. It's not anything hard to read or but still it's a lot it's a lot of material to run through. Yeah. Well, it's oh, yeah, all... she likes that romance shit. Yeah. She, <laughs> you know where it's all going. It's the Harlequin romance <laughs> stuff. You can just kind of like flip through. Get to the good parts. <laughs> I mean, but it's reading, so Yeah. It's it's entertainment. Mm-hmm. Hey everybody, welcome to the Hango show. Your host Hango Wood and tonight we were going to do another Tinker and Peyton explains, but Tinker is a wall. I got search parties out for her. <laughs> not really, but she wouldn't feeling up to it. So tonight it's just going to be me and Peyton shooting the shit, having a good time. How you doing, Peyton? I'm doing. 
doing great. I'm glad you're back again. I am too. I love being here. <laughs> you're going to be a regular for now on. I want to be. You can, you can come anytime you want to. <laughs> see, I don't see how y'all y'all do four or five episodes at a time mm-hmm. in a night. Yeah, I would be worth flat out doing that. See, and it's it's not bad. It's not even a night. It's like we'll do two at night, two that night, and then we'll go to sleep around well whenever we get done (laughs) whenever Um, we get drunk enough (laughs) yeah well see that's the problem uh on one of them and it was during the linger book that Mm -hmm. we were doing i got entirely shit-faced no surely not (laughs) two cups of tequila in because i (laughs) i had to well it was like um i was making margaritas and i was measuring it out with uh to do like because it was like skinny syrups and then margaritas. And so I was measuring it out, and then I realized I'd already drank like two cups. I was so bad. Caitlin is a master editor because I just kept talking in circles, and I couldn't find where <laughs> I was going. to stop. <laughs> where I was going, how to stop, nothing. You got hung on the roundabout. You just yeah. kept going around and around and around. And it was like 2 a.m., and Caitlin's like, oh, my God, shut up. We got, <laughs> <gonna wrap> <laughs> up. We've got to sleep. Yeah, it was bad. <laughs> yeah, but I, uh, most of my episodes are at least um, an hour and a half. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, and I, I have recorded. Uh, me and Jay recorded once for three hours, mm-hmm. uh, and that it didn't seem like three hours at all. Yeah, it, it flew by so fast. Well, we were talking. He's he's really big into. He works in, in banking, mm-hmm. and so we're doing like a lot of financial advice in the episode. Yeah. So there was a lot to cover. Oh, yeah. But we were going back and forth and BSing so much. And mm-hmm. At one point, I'm like, you want to take a break? I said, we're two hours in. He's like, really? <laughs> I'm like, yeah. So we took a break for like mm-hmm. 10 minutes and came back to another hour. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I sent it to Addison. He's like, three hours? Y'all don't know when to shut up, do you? I'm like, nope, we don't. <laughs> nope. But when you when it's your friends like mm-hmm. you have, y'all mm-hmm. been friends since grammar school? Yeah. You can just talk forever. Forever and ever and ever and never shut up. Yeah. And go on to, like, tell all the stories that we did. Like, uh, we got one episode, I think it came out this week, that we just talked about shit that happened to us as we, like, when we were kids. Like, Caitlin throwing up twice (laughs) (laughs) on birthday parties and, like, just, you know, random stuff. And, you know, we never run out of things because we've been friends for so long. So. That's that's the great thing about doing it with buddies. Oh, for sure. Yeah. You got any big plans for Thanksgiving? I am going to Cajun Country. Oh boy! Yeah, uh, it's not. It's Cajun adjacent, I should say. <laughs> um, <laughs> not quite there, but pretty yeah. damn close. Uh, I don't want to give away too many details on the area. I don't blame you. You won't uh, find you. You won't find me um, on a map. <laughs> Um, 20 miles to a gas station, whichever road you want to take. Um, I'm going to be in the middle of the woods on uh, my family's old property. Uh, seeing my great aunt, who's going to be 90 in February. Oh, wow. Yeah, I haven't been in like four years, but we used to go every year for Thanksgiving. And uh, once I got to college, I couldn't go because uh, the college that is around here, the community college, if you're online, they don't give you a Thanksgiving break. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. You don't get a Thanksgiving break. So it wasn't 
I could never go because there's no internet down there. Of course. <laughs> so I um couldn't go then. Well, then once I got to the bigger college <laughs> in our area, <laughs> big boy college, the big boy college, I um they wouldn't let us go, la- or they didn't give us a Thanksgiving break last year because it uh because of COVID. They didn't want us to leave. Oh, and come back. Yeah, but okay. I done but I done it all online, so it wouldn't have mattered. But because I couldn't, you know, I still had to be close to internet. Close to internet, I couldn't go. This year, they let us free. Exactly. So you're going to get to go. <laughs> so I'm going to get. I to bet go. you're excited. I am. See the family and everything. It is, and uh, I've already got my loaded taste packed. <laughs> <laughs> my aunt Betty was a uh, nurse for like. 20 30 years and she worked night shift and they put me in the same room with her every year <laughs> and i told you i go to bed with the chicken so right. it's like oh god no like so you're trying it's like a real odd couple you're trying to yeah. go to sleep and she's up <laughs> yep every the time. Gong. she uh she's either watching sports fox news or reading and I, she somehow manages to read loudly i don't know <laughs> she reads like out loud when she's reading. no it's just like Oh, making noises? Yeah, making noises and stuff. And I'm not, I'm a light sleeper. And I can't put it past her. I mean, it's just how she is now. But it is like, oh my gosh, I can't, I can't live. I'm going to (laughs) die. Did she still keep like the overnight hours? Yes, for sure. Really? Yeah. Like she goes to bed around 5 a.m. Is she retired now? Yes. uh, She's been retired since I've been alive. I'm pretty sure. Wow. But she just can't, she's never been able to get in. Uh, that swing back into you know normal life. Normal life. Yeah. Uh, but with that being said, my grandfather was one of those people. Well, he didn't sleep really and truly. He never slept, but he stayed up late too. Like yeah. it's just that side of the family. Mom and my brother are that way. Me, mm-mm. I I wake up I, early. I, see, I, I've I've never been a morning person. Mm-hmm. I can stay up all night with no problem, mm-hmm. and I. I read some stuff recently about how that is almost a genetic thing. Mm-hmm. Back when humankind was spreading out from the Fertile yeah. Crescent and whatnot, um, a tribe would try to find one or two people who had the ability to stay up all night mm-hmm. to guard from animals or neighboring tribes or whatever. Mm-hmm. And they were looked upon, they were revered to be able to guard the people at night. Yeah. And uh, I was like, you know, now people are like, why do you sleep all day? I'm like, well, I'm working all night. You're being yeah. lazy. I'm like, motherfucker, no, I'm, trying, I'm trying to get some sleep, you know. Mm-hmm. But it, it does kind of suck because, especially during the summer especially, mm-hmm. because you're trying to sleep during the summer mm-hmm. and people are up on the weekends. People are up. Mowing the yard, yep. you know, banging around. Mm-hmm. And you can't blame them because they're normal people unlike me. Yeah. Um, yeah, I thought it was really weird that this is, they're trying to connect that ability to stay up at, or have a switched mm-hmm. sleep schedule almost as a genetic pass on. Yeah. It's kind of weird. I could see that, though, because that, like, that whole side of the family, they're that way. But me and my dad are both very early morning person people i should say and I got you. <laughs> my whole family on that side are early yeah like they they just like to go to sleep early wake up early except for katie she's a weirdo <laughs> what does she do well she's always been that way she could really honestly sleep 
the whole day, the whole night. Like, oh, she could just sleep forever. Yeah. And, uh, but now she works, uh, as a nurse. So she's on night shift because I didn't know what she did. Yeah. She, uh, it just, she just became a nurse like last year. So, so it's, it's still fresh. Yeah. But she's still, she's making a lot of money doing it because she's doing travel nursing on top of the COVID stuff. Yes. She wants to go to California. I'm like, you're not going to make it in California. (laughs) Um, you can't, you were two hours away from me. And you about had a mental breakdown. <laughs> I don't think that's going to work for you. She's like, it's just 13 weeks. I'm like, mm. well, I mean, they're paying just astronomical prices now yeah. for nurses or for anybody in medicine, really mm-hmm. nurses, lab techs, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, it, people make some mean money doing that travel. Oh yeah. Stuff. I mean, like it's extensive and you get to go wherever you want. Like mm-hmm. you pick where you go. Which I think is cool. I couldn't do it, but I think it's cool. <laughs> you like to travel, though, don't you? I do, I do like to travel. Um, I haven't been past the Mason-Dixon line, though. <laughs> oh, come on. I know. Um, well, I've never flown on a plane. Really? Mm-mm, never flown that on a plane. That shocks me. Uh, my, I just always have traveled with my mom. Right. And we're always broke, so it don't really... <laughs> So it's never worked out for me. Well, your dad being a pastor, he's on the road a good bit, I would think. You know, traveling not, and whatnot. Not as much. I mean, like uh, the way he his uh, the way the system works out, or however, uh, he is actually state overseer of our area That's okay. That's <laughs> of the fine. states. Um, but he is only like clustered in these like maybe three or four counties. That are, oh, they're not spread across the states mm-mm. at all. They're just really, really close. Yeah, they're really close. Um, I don't know how all that got started. I haven't paid attention. And also, <laughs> I do want to, I do want to point out, my dad is an awesome pastor, and he's a great, godly man. And anything I say, is, unlike us, <laughs> does not reflect on him. Like he is, he's true. I mean, like I've had people tell me, like, man, you know, a lot of pastors and stuff out there, they're like you know, garbage, like, you know, they'll say it one day and then, you know, at home they're terrible, but my dad, you know, but people have been like, your dad is not that way at all. Yeah. And I mean, that's just Tim. That's his personality. I mean, he's very meek, very, you know, he's got to put up with my mom and my mom is insane. Your mom is the best. <laughs> We've already talked about it on the show before, which yeah. is great. But I remember when uh, your mom and Nancy worked together, mm-hmm. you were young. You were maybe 15, 16 years old at the mm-hmm. time. Yeah. I was like, hey, how's Peyton doing? And she's like, well, she's got some sexual predator messenger on, on the computer. I was like, oh, no. She's like, she ain't putting up with it. She's taking care of that shit. I'm like, well, I got no doubt. And then uh, I said, uh, got a couple months later, I was like, how's Peyton been doing? And she goes, well, I got a story to tell you. Oh, Lord, I'm I was scared. like, lay it on me. And she said, uh, me and Peyton were laying in the bed watching something on TV. He said, my husband comes in and holds up her retainer. that's been chewed up by the dog. <laughs> I said, Oh no. She was Peyton goes, fuck. fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, Oh my God. And she said, this has been an ongoing thing with her. <laughs> her and the damn retainer. That dog chewed up three retainers. <laughs> After the first one, you would have learned, though. No, that's not. 
I put them in places that I thought this medium. I mean, this dog was the size of Patrick. But you got to put it up high. Then. I did. Then how did still, they get it? Like it was on like the baker's rack, which is like, <laughs> <laughs> like he. I mean, like so tall. I would have never imagined a dog could get to it. Like I had it backed up. Like how about in a drawer? You know, because dogs don't have thumbs. They couldn't mm-hmm. open the drawer. You, you would think. You would think. You would think. How, how were you? Th- like. 17 maybe i was i was probably uh it was 15 16 somewhere around there um yeah it was it she'd always find a way like and i can't explain to you how smart this dog was she was bad but she was very smart and she would like she knew how to open doors and it's not like we had the ones where you could like push it down or anything she knew how to knob yes she somehow managed to do that like i know your dog did have thumbs (laughs) she might have she was a very smart dog Something she was something else. That uh that story reminded me of uh I did the Pocky one chip challenge. Oh no. <laughs> when? Uh it's been the beginning of November. Okay. How did I, that go? Yeah. Um okay, so I love hot food. As as I, as do I. Yes. Um not like extremely hot. Yeah. I like a good spice to it. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I like, we're doing Buffalo Wild Wings. Mm-hmm. My go-to wing is the mango habanero. Yes, yes, too hot for me. Love it. Love it, love it, love it. And uh, my brother's now fiance is uh, was like, well, I'm going to get you this, and I'm going to get your brother one, and we're going to see. She wouldn't do it. This is the one chip challenge. Thing. The one chip challenge. Yeah. And I was like, okay. you know. Does Josh like hot no. food, too? He don't. Okay. No. I gave him one of my... Uh, wings one time and he's like i fucking hate you (laughs) (laughs) but i'm like but it's good um but i don't know i love that adrenaline kick you get from i guess i don't i love it um you're in pain but you get a like an adrenaline kick like and it's just like it's amazing so uh i try it i didn't know it was timed oh i didn't know it was timed yeah it's timed i didn't know that and so I just like ate it and then immediately went to go get something <laughs> to, to drink. To drink. So I grabbed the milk, I stick the milk in my mouth. It's spoiled. And I no! go, I oh, go, God. fuck. <laughs> Dad's sitting in the living room, says nothing. <laughs> and uh, I usually try not to cuss around him, but right. I did. I like, I screamed. With spoiled it, milk, I get it. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, so I sat there with the faucet in my mouth for about ten minutes, maybe. Just, was it that hot? It was. It was so like it wasn't even spicy. Cry- yeah, it wasn't even spicy. It was just hot. Like you're just painful. I, I couldn't even cry because it was so hot. If that makes sense. Like you know, you get that like tears and stuff. Like when you eat hot food, there was none of that. It was all pain, numb, just like. I had to sit there with that cold water on my mouth for 10 minutes. And if it ever let up, like if I ever like moved the water or something, it just burned my mouth. And then I'd sit there with ice cubes, just like putting them in my mouth for a while. How long did this last? Uh, It's about 20 minutes. And then I found out it was timed. (laughs) So you failed. Yeah. So I did try it again. (laughs) I got a little bitty chip and I put it in my mouth and I'm like, this is a terrible idea. I lasted about a minute, which they say if you last under five minutes, you're a failure or whatever, or 
spineless. I can't remember the word they used. I do not know how is humanly possible anybody could do it over five minutes. Now, what did they use Carolina Reapers for that, or what? Carolina Reaper and Trinidad Scorpion Pepper. I hadn't heard of that one. It's yeah, hot, but the, I don't know. The guy who made the Carolina Reaper is developing a hotter one because <laughs> he just hates the and world. I'm like, he just hates people, I guess. <laughs> because me and Mess talked about it last night. Mm-hmm. Like, I love like buffalo sauce. Mm-hmm. Buffalo sauce is even a little weak on the heat. Yeah. You know? um, but uh, I like like jalapenos. I eat, mm-hmm. They're spicy. They, I eat them like potato chips. They're, they add really good flavor. Yeah. I don't like to eat shit just for it to be hot and painful. Mm-mm. I want whatever heat I'm adding to my food to also bring flavor to it. Yeah. And see, I'm usually that way, but if you tell me something's really, really hot, and okay, I'm very competitive, and it wouldn't come out normally. <laughs> I don't know if it's just because I've always been around boys when I was little, or because, you know, I had to prove myself as a girl in the group that I was tougher than all them. Um, So, like, my cousin, who's probably about 10 years older, he used to, like, he loves hot sauce, too. So he would, like, give us, like, deadly viper sauce or whatever and see, like, you know, on a toothpick. And he's like, he'll try it. And I was always like, I will. (laughs) Give it to me. Yeah, because I had to prove myself. Is it just you and Josh? Yes. You're the only two kids? We're the only two kids, but we have uh, my cousin that I was talking about. He stayed with us for a lot, so... He's, you know, kind of more like an older brother than a cousin, really. Right. And we live in a neighborhood, so there was always kids at the always house. Always kids running around. Always kids at the house. And I was normally the only girl, so I always had to, like... Had keep up. Mm-hmm. Got to do extra. Yep. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think. Oh, we were talking about religion before we got in here. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, we were having a really good conversation. We should have started that conversation in here. Here. Yeah. <laughs> went with it, you know. It's, I don't know. Um, do you still go to church at all? Mm-hmm. I don't know if you did or not. Yeah. Um, I I am Christian. Yeah. I'm not a good Christian. <laughs> I mean, like, I'm not. We'll classify good. I mean, know. like, I'm not as devout as I should be. I guess okay. it's, you know. Um, but my parents have never really pressured me yeah. about it. And that's rare coming from yeah. a, a pastor's mm-hmm. family yeah i mean it really is i i think that's one of the reasons i'm not uh it's an appropriate word to use i'm not a hoe um, <laughs> <laughs> because, damn it girl damn it <laughs> you know most preacher's daughters they get that uh they, they get that wild spirit yeah they, they get that wild spirit and i never my parents were very laid back they, they really are and you know I was always brought up, I could read whatever I wanted to. Um, I couldn't always watch whatever I wanted to, (laughs) understandably. (laughs) But, like, you know, my parents never really, as long as I was respectful to them and other people, I could pretty much do whatever I wanted. So, I really never got that. uh, I'm rebellious naturally, but I never really got that. Most kids are in some form or fashion. Yeah. Yeah. I saw it a lot growing up. Mm-hmm. Um, it seemed like the parents who tried to wrangle their kids the most mm-hmm. 
always had the worst problems. Yeah. Because the minute they smell any kind of freedom, mm-hmm. they lose their ever-loving mind. Yeah, because they don't know, and they don't know how to handle it. No. They don't understand to do it sparingly. In moderation. Yeah, like, they think, oh, I, I can do whatever I want now. I'm free. Well, I'm free. <laughs> to the cocaine. Like. <laughs> Straight to the to the big stuff. No, I mean like mom, you know, she never she never gave me a a curfew. Mm-hmm. Uh our signal was when I got home mm-hmm. from being out, because she used to always go to sleep with her TV on mm-hmm. in the bedroom. So our signal was that when I got home, I turned her TV off. Mm-hmm. So when she woke up at three AM to go pee, mm-hmm. the TV was off. She knew I was home. Yeah. I was never out past midnight. Mm-hmm. Because in the rinky-dink town I grew up in, there was nothing, nothing else to do. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you might sit up town and talk, talk to people for a little while, mm-hmm. maybe. Mm-hmm. Kick a few loops through town mm-hmm. or whatever. Uh, you know, we might go see a late show in the, the big town here next to us. Mm-hmm. Even then, you're out of the... The movie by eleven thirty. Yeah, I was home at least by twelve thirty, mm-hmm. if not before. But I knew some kids that would sit out all night to sit up town talking. I'm like, Mom, you see each other at school all day. What else is there to talk about? It, I never got it. Yeah, but I remember we used to go like rolling yards during October. It was like the big thing. It was to the do. big thing to do. Yeah, and you would see kids who were never allowed out come mm-hmm. out and they were the absolute worst because they didn't they couldn't control Mm-mm. themselves at all they didn't know how to handle it because their parents didn't give them any sort of freedom oh, they gave no direction either that when yeah. you go out this is what you're supposed to do and don't do that mm-hmm. you know i think that kind of goes along with um i've always said you raise kids i work with kids i don't right. have any kids but i work with kids you raise kids to become You've got 10 kids yeah, at work. 20 kids. 20 kids at work. 20. Uh, if not the 50 that go there every day. Right. Um, but you raise kids to become good adults. You try to point them in that direction on growing independence and being, you know, on their own. But a lot of people don't see that. They want well behaved, just sit there, look cute don't say nothing kind of kids. And that's just not how it works. Right. I mean, cause once they get old enough to have freedom, they're going to go bat shit. Well, and they're not going to know how to, we're not going to know how to handle it. Yeah. I mean, could you imagine, I could imagine kids like that are probably best suited to go into military. Mm-hmm. So they've been told what to do every step of their life. Yeah. And so when they get out of having, when they go from that to having no structure, their life is going to fall apart. Yeah. For sure. We've put them in the military where everything is structured. Yeah. They're going to probably excel. Yeah, know? because they're used to being told, do this, do this, do this, do this. I don't know. It's it's weird because I see it. I see it with my kids and I see it um, with like parenting. Either everybody's too laissez-faire on, you know, oh, well, they're just little. And it's like, mm, no, that's going to, you know, little kids, little problems, big kids, bigger problems. Like it's just going to get, it's just going to grow and grow and grow. Um, but there's no happy medium. I, yes. There is, but it's hard to. It's hard to 
uh, I think my mom did a really good job of mm-hmm. it, where she was like, you know, you're allowed to do this. Yeah. As long as you're not an asshole. Yeah. It's kind of how my mom was. And I knew that I could have that freedom mm-hmm. as long as I didn't abuse it. Yeah. Because much like the freedom we have in America, when you go when you go too far, there are consequences with that freedom as well. Oh, yeah. You can say whatever you want to until you threaten somebody's life. Mm-hmm. And then there's going to be some consequences. Yeah. You know? Um, I don't know. I, I saw I saw so many kids that um, that were under that stranglehold, mm-hmm. and the minute they got a peak of being off the leash, they mm-hmm. lost their mind. Mm-hmm. And then I saw a lot of kids who never had any direction whatsoever, mm-hmm. and they were just as bad. Oh yeah, because they've been used to being in that. Like I said, you have some parents that were just extremely laissez faire. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Do as thou wilt, go for it. Yeah. And it was like there was no boundaries at all. Mm-mm. See, it's weird because um, I see that. I see a lot of kids raised with tablets and phones, and that's it. Like, they don't they don't have anything else. No personal skills. No personal skills. No, like, just regular, I, what I see being a regular kid kind of skills. Like, um, I'm... I mean, I'm a Gen Z, so I grew up with a little bit of internet, and I grew up with TV and all that. I'm not saying I'm, you know. (laughs) You're not an old fogey like me. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, like, I had some of that because I stayed with my grandparents a lot, and they had woods, and I would go out and, you know, venture out there, but... And I had neighborhood kids I'd play with. You were around boys a lot, Yeah, I was around. A lot of outside roughhousing. Yeah, exactly. So I don't really see, like... So those skills that I have, like, I would be outside from dusk till dawn, you know, yeah. or dawn till dusk. <laughs> Either <laughs> way. Um, but I always think of that movie. Anyway, <laughs> it's always in the back of my mind. But I, you know, my kids that I work with, they can't handle that. Yeah. Like, the rolling, like, you get hurt. Okay, I'm not bleeding. You know, I don't think anything's broken. I'm fine. It's going to roll off my back. They don't have that it's at a all. Breakdown. It's like a total breakdown. Like every little thing. The kids that have like a big group of kids, like if they're, because I have a, about four, or I've got about three groups of kids that I work with that have about four kids in the household. And so like, they're not as bad because they don't have that, you know, because they're always around kids are yeah. always going to get hurt. But the ones that are, like, only children or, you know, there's a severe age difference between. They, like, and I hate to say it. I can't stand a crybaby. (laughs) (laughs) Cannot stand a crybaby. And, you know, they'll be like, Miss Peyton, like, he hit me right here with the foot. And I was like, well, was it an accident? And they're like, no. And the other kids are like, yeah, it was an accident. Like, (laughs) And you would think that they, like, needed to go to surgery. End of or the world. It was the total end of the world. And I'm like, how do y'all survive? Like, because me, I was like, okay, I guess there's no blood. I'm fine. You know. Yeah. Uh, I remember one time I was, I had this, what they called the green machine. <laughs> it was like a tricycle type thing with a big wheel in the front that yeah. was green. And was it, it was like a big, was it like the uh, the big wheel? Like where the, yeah. And you could, like slide it around and stuff. Yes. yeah yeah i got you so you you see the street you know the street i live on right i would go up that hill mm-hmm. <laughs> go and this was before they had the speed bumps speed bumps 
They killed my childhood with those speed bumps. Um, I would go down that hill and I'd turn that corner and I'd spin out. Yeah. And I'd usually land in a gutter somewhere. Sure. <laughs> um, and I had these girls that were walking and this one girl, she said, the first time I met you, you had spun out, landed in a gutter. And I thought that you were going to start crying and you were just like, pick yourself up, put yourself down. And you're like, hey, how are y'all? <laughs> Wrapping the crowd. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I think kids are. Um, we talk about it on here when I have the boys on. You know, mm-hmm. Harpoon is trying to employ these children now. Mm-hmm. Uh, did you hear the broom story yet? I don't even listen to that one yet. He hired uh, a kid think. and he didn't know how to use a broom. Yeah, wow. you, you can look confused. Yeah, yeah. He handed. He's like, "Let me get you to sweeping. This kid was uh-huh. homeschooled." Yeah. Um. He asked him, like, you know, what do you mm-hmm. – this kid was, like, six foot tall. He's like, what do you do yeah. for fun? Do you like, shoot hoops or, mm-hmm. you know, do you help your dad around mowing the yard? He's like, no. He's like, well, what do you do? He's like, play computers. Oh, my goodness. He's like, all right. So he was like – there was a little lull at yeah. work. And he's like, let me get you sweeping. Mm-hmm. That's something that you can do because he had other guys like, doing prep and refilling mm-hmm. stuff. Yeah. Handed the guy the broom, and he, like – I said – Held it like a hockey stick. He said, no lower. So he was like down, like on top of like the bristles and was like mushing the broom into the ground. Like in a, he said, I thought he was fucking with me. Was it? He said, I just ignored him. Uh-huh. And, and was like, I'm not going to apply. Oh, yeah. You're just messing with me. Mm-hmm. Came back five minutes later and the kid was still like in the same three foot square. Like, he's like, let me show you so, something, man. <laughs> he's like, hold it up here and sweep this one. He's like, Oh. oh, oh my goodness! Have you even not seen a movie or something where people- he said uh, Harpin's quote was, "I reckon the only time he ever saw a broom was when a bitch was riding it." <laughs> so he, like, I was like, the Romans invented yeah. the simple machine of the lever. Yeah, <laughs> we, we learned how to. Or the Egyptians did this shit. They know yeah. how to use a lever. I, you know, it shocks me. Um. Although my boss would probably tell you, I don't know how to use a broom. <laughs> it's beyond me. <laughs> it's bad. I am. I'm not a great cleaner. I mean, I try, but I'm just not a cleaner cleaner. Right. And my boss is Hawkeye. Like she can see like a spot on the yes, counter. Yes, a yeah. spot on a counter, or like you know, just little things that normal people wouldn't be able to see. She can see, and she's like my mom, and she's got. That, you know, very, uh, I say masculine personality, kind of like. Very assertive. Very assertive. Very like, it's this way. It's got to be this way. There's no other way. And so I'm just like, I give up for the day. Like, <laughs> I'm just going to go sit down. But, I mean, that's the majority of my job is cleaning. Yeah. Um, Because children are messy. messy. And if state were to walk in, it'd be like. <laughs> well, uh, well, well, well. <laughs> What is all this? <laughs> no, but I I think that like he he like said, he's dealing with those kids now. Mm-hmm. There's been a whole generation of disconnect almost. Yeah, where kids weren't taught simple life skills. Yeah, like how to use a fucking broom. Mm-hmm. You know how to make a bed. Yeah, which I'm not the best bed maker. Mm-hmm. That's not, thanks. No, <laughs> I like, meant like in no, general. But like when you keep when you keep the dogs, mm-hmm. we come back and our house would be clean the bed would be made i'm like why do you do all this 
I was a Girl Scout. We were told these places are <laughs> better than what you found it. I'm like, thanks, Peyton. Great. <laughs> no, I just, I mean, like, I feel like it's, I feel weird just sitting there watching the dogs not doing anything in general. Like, I mean, if I have like an assignment or I feel like I well, slack yeah, you off. were always doing like college work and stuff mm-hmm. and you'd keep them. But, you know, y'all are paying me to be at the house. Yeah, just to make sure they don't kill themselves. <laughs> we ain't paying you to, we ain't calling you Consuela and putting you to work or anything. <laughs> I know, but it just, I feel like it. It's better to do that. It's, like, it's nice to come come home to you know, everything kind of be mm-hmm. putting that that you're always such an early riser. Get to it, and that one time we left left the casinos early and came home, I opened up the door, and like, you came around the corner like I was still asleep. <laughs> like, it's okay. <laughs> yeah. You look so disheveled. You're like, oh my god, I gotta get myself. Like, take your time. It's In my Batman deal. pajamas. <laughs> 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 but you look. You came around the corner. Like, I was still asleep. Like it's it's okay. It's not yeah. a big deal. Yeah. I just, I feel better knowing that, like, I've got the, you know, I've got the house picked up for y'all. Y'all are good to go, you know. Finding somebody who would do that mm-hmm. is so hard nowadays. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's not even just your generation. It's just people in general. Oh, yeah. You know, they want a, they want an easy paycheck. Mm-hmm. And we didn't ask you to do that. We would never. Mm-hmm. We just want you to make sure that the dogs are fed and not crapping all over the house you know <laughs> yeah and they they loved you so much you know and um but yeah i couldn't imagine trying to hire kids for an entry-level job now mm-hmm. because all they've known is phones and tablets mm-hmm. uh, they don't know a lot of i'm sure there are kids out there that do know yeah how to do simple simple stuff mm-hmm. but from what i've seen far and wide it's yeah if it's not a screen in front of them to do something mm-hmm. It ain't going to happen. See, my kids I work with, I let them have their phones, but they can only have them for an allotted amount of time. Wait, at the like end. Little kids have got phones in there? No, well, yeah, but I work with the after-school kids. So oh, oh, a majority gotcha. of them are like nine, you know, yeah, nine or so. Age. Um, but I do have a few that are in kindergarten that have them, which wow. is a little ridiculous. Yeah. But they're the ones that are raised by the phones. Um, but my kids, I make them clean up their areas and yes, part of it is because I'm lazy. (laughs) Um, free labor. (laughs) Well, no, they're the messiest eaters. And so I, I get like, and I pick up after them because you know, they're, but you're teaching them to pick up after themselves. Yes. Um, that's the main thing. Cause I mean, obviously I'm going to go back over and sweep what they sweep because they're not going to do a good job. I have very few kids that do a very good job at cleaning. Um, but they're learning, you know, how to, I thought I turned that off. Sorry. It's okay. <laughs> um, but they're learning how to, you know, wipe tables, make sure that's all good. I make them organize the toys whenever, you know, and it's it teaching them, you know, just little work and it's, you know, we can have fun and play and they love it. I mean, like I have kids that fight every Friday over who's going to dust, <laughs> oh my god! You raised a bunch of OCD kids. <laughs> I am. No, they just like they don't know how to dust. They have no idea. I had one kid dusting under the table. I was oh, like, well, that's not how that works. Being thorough. <laughs> I was like, no, it goes on the top. <laughs> the part everybody sees. We don't worry about that under there. <laughs> There's no dust under there. Yeah. Don't it? Don't catch that. But no, I mean, like they just they want to help, but they don't know how. Yeah. You know, I have kids that uh, 
would love to clean the bathrooms. I would never let them do that because I don't want them around the chemicals. But, you know, like they're like, Miss Peyton, can I clean the bathroom? And I'm like, no, you can't. But I mean, I find it great that they know how to and they want to. Or they're inquisitive enough. Yeah, they um, and I think that's what's great about this generation and having like daycare or, you know, grouped activities like camp or something because they're getting those skills whereas the parents don't always give it to them yeah which is sad but it is that's Um, how it is yeah um that's the another thing that harpoon has hit on a lot of times is that the always connected stuff the Mm -hmm. phones and stuff they're learning they're learning social skills through a screen yeah. instead of face-to-face. Mm-hmm. And that he is seeing kids who come to work for him that won't make eye contact, mm-hmm. look at their feet, yeah. don't talk a lot. Mm-hmm. I'm like, man, and, and the something I've, worried, I've wondered about is autism more prevalent now because testing is better? Mm-hmm. Or is it because of all the lost personal connection i think the autism okay so we have kids in you know at the daycare that are autistic and we had one who i swear up and down was diagnosed autistic that i don't think was autistic well it's a spectrum yeah it's a spectrum no (laughs) but they're they're like you can put them anywhere on the spectrum i was like no wait a minute but the thing about him was he didn't necessarily he was supposed to be nonverbal or autistic. Yeah. So you would think like tantrums and, you know. Secluded. Secluded. The normal, you know, the autism signs. Yeah. Because he was nonverbal. I swear to you, he wasn't. I mean, he was delayed somehow, mm-hmm. but I don't think it was autism because he wanted that conversation. Yeah. He would uh, sign to us and, you know, he would make eye contact when he wasn't in trouble. Um, he, I mean, and it was just basic sign. He could say like a few words or so, but like at no point in time did I ever think, yeah, he's really autistic. Like I see autism in kids and I just never for one, like I never thought, okay, he's, yeah, he is autistic. No, it was just, it was weird because he, it like he couldn't speak, but it was like, he wasn't ever taught to speak. How to speak. Yeah. Yeah. Which is another thing I see a lot with, like, I guess people don't get you got to like talk to babies and stuff. <laughs> well, you know, and just because a kid doesn't start blabbering at, mm-hmm. at a year or two years doesn't mean they're autistic or they're no. not going to talk. No, I didn't talk talk until mm-hmm. I was I was you know, three or so, mm-hmm. and it was because I would just go, eh, yeah, and point at something, and mom would hand it to me, mm-hmm. and finally one day. We were eating breakfast, and mm-hmm. I went, eh. And mom went to reach for it, and my grandpa said, no, Mm-mm. what do you want? And I go, salt. <laughs> He's like, mom. Yeah. Mom's like, what, what the hell? He can talk, yeah. you know? Um, Yeah, it's just some kids just mm-hmm. don't want to put in the effort. No, they don't. And, you know, that's, I mean, but if they're given that um, opportunity to do that, they're going to do that. Yeah. Um, My little cousin Elijah, when he was little, I had him all the time because he was my baby. But, uh, and I didn't have a job or anything, so I could keep him all the time. Right. And he was about maybe 18 months or so. And he would grunt and point, and I was like, uh uh-uh, uh, what do you want? And he would say it. And 
or say it, you know, close enough to the word that I knew what he was saying. And my cousin was like, you know, I see a lot of parents that don't make them do that. And it's really good that you're doing that now. Yeah. Because they they, just keep doing it. Yeah. And I mean, um, one of my coworkers kids is like that. He, and he's, um, God, he's so cute. He's like, he's a very serious baby. Like I can't explain to you how serious this soul. Very. And I mean, like he's, half Indonesian. And so like, he's just got that serious, like samurai, like, (laughs) yeah. And so, and he's like built real big. And, um, he will like, Oh, and like, (laughs) like he's, he's firm with it. And I'm like, no, you ain't doing that. What do you want? You want bite, bite, say bite, bite. And yeah, he, he don't play my game, but he's like, <laughs> but it's so funny because he's like, like he's very assertive, assertive it, it with it. <laughs> it's just, I don't know. He's the most serious baby I've ever seen in my, well, you know, like some kids do just don't want to talk. And then you mm-hmm. have some kids like my cousin's daughter, mm-hmm. mom kept her when she, when she was born. Mm-hmm. That kid was speaking full sentences at 18 months old. Yeah. I mean, she would just. Mm-hmm. Rattle, have a full conversation with mm-hmm. me like it was nothing. I'm like, who, who is this child? <laughs> Why yeah. is she asking me my 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 ideas on on politics? She's 18 months old. It wasn't that bad, but she would like, yeah, ask you full questions. questions. Yeah, and that's it's different for every kid, like for sure. development. But I, it really does play a point of like what you do with your kid. Yeah, like if you talk to your kid all the time and you talk to them like an adult, like my mom did, you're gonna they're gonna start talking. Faster. But mom would, she talked to that baby all day long like it was an adult. Mm-hmm. When it was itty bitty, you know. Yeah. When she, when, when my cousin would drop her off in the morning, mm-hmm. mom would lay her like on her little pallet play area mm-hmm. and play hooked on phonics tapes for her, to, cassette tapes for yeah. her to listen to. Mm-hmm. And mom would say, sound the word out. We'd talk to this. No wonder it was, t- was just talking when she was 18 months yeah. old. She had constant conversation in her head, mm-hmm. you know. Um, it, it's so wild to me how certain kids develop <clears throat> not only in different ways, but at different speeds. Yeah. So quickly or, or slowly. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't think it's all about the families are brought up in, which I think I, I'm kind of torn on the nature versus nurture. nurture type thing. Yeah. But I think it does play a huge role it in how, does. A kid, how a kid develops. It does. Um, but every kid's going to be different because every kid's got a different brain map or however you want to say it. Uh, like my mom freaked out. Okay, so I started walking at about uh, 10 months, I think, or like right when I turned 10 months, something like that. And my brother didn't start walking until he's like 14 months. Like my mom was freaking out. <laughs> Tote me. <laughs> <laughs> freaking out because he didn't catch on to walking as fast as I did. She just thought that was a normal. And I, I think, and from my knowledge as a daycare teacher, having to do all those crazy certifications, you know, I walked pretty fast. Whereas Josh just wasn't quite ready to do that. Yeah. And that's, there's no problem with that. I mean, that's still within a normal range. Like some, some kids roll over quicker. Some kids mm -hmm. crawl quicker. Yeah. Um, a friend of ours, she has a, a little boy mm-hmm. and when he, when he was one, he would walk, mm-hmm. you know, his favorite, they had hardwood floors. His favorite thing to do was to sit on his ass <laughs> and kind of cock one leg up and uh-huh. he would scoot 
and I, when he played, yeah, you know, instead I, of like up walking around, yeah, he was a scooter. I had a kid that would do that at, yeah. at daycare, and he like he was getting to that age where he was too old not to be walking. And so I would sit there and I would like hold him and we'd walk together. And eventually I made his mom mad because <laughs> I would do that. Um, and she wouldn't just let, let him scoot around everywhere. Yeah. And he started walking for me and he wouldn't walk for her. So she got mad <laughs> that he would walk for me and not for her. That's yeah. what you're there to do is help develop these children yeah you know um i had one kid okay this is terrible to say but it think of it. <laughs> i'm gonna say it anyway um she was she was still i think she was still infant considered infant but she was teetering on being a one-year-old um she was the creepiest freaking kid <laughs> she got cuter as she got older <laughs> but she looked like it like oh, no. yes <laughs> like the bulbous head and she had red hair and her eyes were like bright, like and by, husky. Yeah, you mean like, like Pennywise. Pennywise, yes. And this child, I swear to you, would crawl the creepiest fucking way. With her hands like, turned in or something? No, like she would crawl, like her hands were down and her feet were down. Do you know what dog pose is in yoga? Yeah. Like butt completely right. up in the air like this. Oh, she would like bear crawl after Yes! <laughs> Like head down, butt up in the air, and it was ta- and she would do it fast, and I'm like, this is a horror show. <laughs> I'm like, what have I gotten myself into? <laughs> this is how I die. See, mom always said you'd be such a good dad because mom kept kids mm-hmm. the whole time I was growing up, mm-hmm. especially during the summer. She would babysit kids or whatnot. Yeah, and our family always had babies around one of my mm-hmm. cousins was always having a kid you know mm-hmm. <clears throat> mom would keep kids and i would get ice cream or something mm-hmm. they come over eh. well i'd give them a spoonful and wipe their mouth off with a spoon and i'd keep right on eating yeah my brother if a kid looked at his food like here they can just have it <laughs> he wouldn't eat after him didn't want to eat after him yeah mom's like give me such a good I'm like i love kids mm-hmm. i love being around kids mm-hmm but i don't want them at home oh no 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 because this is so much responsibility to me it, yeah is to raise another human being mm-hmm. that i'm probably going to mess up in some way or another yeah and so send him into therapy mm-hmm. i don't know if i could do it see and that's fine i mean like if that's what you want that's perfectly fine and i feel like a lot of people get a lot of flack for that yeah. i don't know if you have yeah they can deal with it yeah um my friend jade she does not want kids yeah does not want kids and she hears it all the time from people oh you know, your life would be so much better, whatever. And she's like, no, I don't want kids. And that's perfectly fine. And it's not good like, that she realizes that yes. instead of having one going, oh, my God, what am I going to do with this? Yeah. Thing? I mean, I would much rather that than parents that don't give a shit. Like, yeah. just had a baby to have a baby and then, you know, whatever. Whereas I, myself, not going to stay at daycare forever, but I want some kids <laughs> running around. <laughs> um, just because... I don't know. Like, I feel like that's always been what I wanted was right. to be a mom. Um, I'm late to the game, but yeah. <laughs> I you got plenty of time. I do, but I just didn't want to have them early and I wanted to have money. That's <laughs> <laughs> my mom said this. If you're waiting to have money to have kids, don't do it. You ain't, you ain't, it ain't never going <laughs> to happen. happen. <laughs> no. Um, I eventually need to be married. I think. Yeah. I- that helps out a little bit. Don't <laughs> it? Uh, no, I mean, that's, um, I've always loved being around, being around kids, mm-hmm. um, 
when our the friend I was talking about had had a little had the little boy, uh, Tink didn't. She don't have a big family, mm-hmm. so she was never around mm-hmm. babies or anything else. Yeah. So we go over to see our friend. I'm gonna try to get her on the show. She was gonna she was gonna come over while I was off on vacation. Mm-hmm. She got freaking COVID. Oh, that sucks. She's like, I got a cold. I don't want to come over there. I'm like, okay. And then today she texts me. She's like, yeah, it's COVID. It's not just a cold. I'm like, oh. <laughs> Dang. So Glad anyway, you didn't come. Yeah, me too. I was like, well, thanks for letting <laughs> us know, you know. And so we went over to see her her baby uh, after, she, after she got him. And, mm-hmm. and we go over there. And I'm like, give me that kid. You know, yeah. and I'm holding him and walking around with him and talking and everything. I'm like, here, babe, hold him. And Tink's like, uh, <laughs> Is she, like, scared of She says she don't know. She don't, how to she do don't it. know. Yeah. You know, she's never. she She's held kids before. Mm-hmm. Um, my niece was. Right around a year old, I guess. Mm-hmm. Mom was keeping her, and mom had gave her had gave my niece my niece a bath, mm-hmm. and so she came out of the out of the bathroom with mm-hmm. my niece wrapped up in a towel, as you do. Mm-hmm. And uh, Tink was standing there. And she's like, "Here, hold her," and I hand, <laughs> handed her to Tink. So Tink's sitting there holding holding this wet baby, you know? <laughs> and uh, she like my niece like looks up at Tink, and Tink goes. Did she try to drown you? And like with the most serious face, she just started nodding her head. Yes. <laughs> and we laughed so hard over that. Oh man. Yeah. She just, she, she just went around a lot of kids where yeah. me, there was always a child younger than me around the whole mm-hmm. time I was growing up. Mm-hmm. So I'm just more adept to taking yeah. care of a kid, I guess. Yeah. And then I, you know, when I had my own business in town, I coached little league football mm-hmm. i didn't have a kid on that team Mm-mm. they were just asking for help i'm like yeah i'll do it mm-hmm. you know i don't mind kids and they were 11 and 12 year olds they really weren't kids anymore yeah like kid kids they're the, at that at that age i don't like yeah the the the, the, the testosterone was kicking <laughs> in you know and uh i'm the last year i coached um uh, i had a mom come to me and she said my daughter wants to play mm-hmm. is that a problem i ain't got a problem with it <laughs> i ain't got a problem yeah. at all i said but I'm not going to take it easy on her because she's a girl. Mm-hmm. You know, this girl had some severe anxiety issues. I don't know what all. Yeah, all it was, I don't know if it was just a genetic thing or if she mm-hmm. had some trauma in the past. But the first probably three or four practices, mm-hmm. she'd have panic attacks because when I'm on the field, I would talk very loud. Yeah, because I'm not wearing a microphone. They got to be able to hear. And you. I got 40 kids running around. Mm-hmm. You know. And so I would project my voice, mm-hmm. and uh, I would look over there, and Kay would be like, <laughs> "Like, you okay?" <laughs> and and I was like, "Wave her mom over." She's like, she came over there and gave her an inhaler. I said, Does "She had asthma. She has panic attacks." I'm like, mm-hmm. I was like, so after like the third one, mm-hmm. I said, "What's going on?" And she said, "I think she's getting upset because you're yelling." And I'm mm-hmm. like, "I'm not, not yelling." <laughs> I'm just talking loud yeah. <laughs> so everybody can hear me. I said, I'm not mm-hmm. mad at you. Mm-hmm. I said, if I'm ever really mad at you, you're going to know because my face is going to be red. Is my mm-hmm. face red? And she kind of laughed and shook her head no. I said, I'm not mad at you. Mm-hmm. I said, I'm just talking loud so everybody can hear me. Mm-hmm. After that, she really came out of her shell. Mm-hmm. Um, and, yeah, th- those kids, dealing with those kids is probably the hardest I've ever had to deal with. Like you said, everything is kicking off. For puberty, oh, you know, it's awful, and they, it's like trying to trying to control cats because mm-hmm. they're everywhere. <laughs> they want to do their own thing. Uh, I hate that age. Like 
from 10. I don't want to talk to a kid from the ages 10 to like 14 or so, maybe till 18. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm not good with teenagers either. I can deal with them, you know, but they, they, they're getting very, they're coming into their own mm-hmm. and they're trying to get their own identity and they, they, yeah. they, they kick back. Mm-hmm. That's what they can do. Yeah. I don't, I think it's more, it's not even boys. Like I don't mind teenage boys at all. It's the girls, like just the cattiness and the, oh, my life is almost the, over. The like, vindictiveness. <laughs> yes. Yes. Because I was never like that as a teenager. Never. I mean, like I s- did my own thing, did what I wanted to do, and I didn't care what, you know, other people thought. Um, but I know most teenagers aren't like that. And these kids, man, like they'll be saying stuff and I'm like, don't worry about it. That's stupid. Like yeah, That's the least of your worries. Yeah. And I mean, granted, when I was that age, I, I get some of it. Like what you think is so big then is super small in the long picture and they don't get that. But, you know, it's I don't know. I just I don't like teenage girls. I didn't like uh, Autumn, my brother's fiance. For a oh. <laughs> and uh, is Josh older than you? No, he's. Two and a half years younger than me. Okay. And then Autumn is five years younger than me. Okay. So there was a big age gap between me and her. And she was a teenager. And (laughs) she was not a bad teenager. She wasn't one of those. But I just... it like prejudiced against those young kids. Yes, I'm very prejudiced against teenagers. Uh, Well, she was bossy. And granted, I'm bossy. What, a woman that's bossy? Imagine that. Yeah. Mind-blowing. but, like, I mean, like, Josh, you need to do this. You need to do this. You need to do this. And I'm just like. Oh, she was bossy toward him. Yes. Gotcha. And I'm like, why are you talking to my brother that way? <laughs> That's um, my job. <laughs> That's my job. And he would listen, which made me even more <laughs> mad. Because <laughs> he ain't never listened to me. Um, But, no, once I understood, like, her background and, you know, that she she grew up with a bunch of. She grew up with like five siblings or so. I mean, like, so she and she was the oldest. That's where it came from. Yeah. So she was used to that. And I was like, okay, yeah, that makes sense. Like, and now we're like the best of friends. Like, I'm maid of honor at the wedding and everything. But that there for a little while, I was like, I don't know about you. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's that's something that was discussed. I've heard it discussed many times, but years ago, it was like your birth order kind of defines what you're going to be. Yeah, it does. Well, I say that. I got a few examples of the opposite, but yeah, I mean, like firstborns mm-hmm. are usually uh, leaders, either in business, military. They're very assertive. Mm-hmm. Um, middle children, like I am, mm-hmm. are better. Uh, a lot of diplomats, yeah, are middle children. Yeah, very much peacemakers. Oh yeah. Um, most youngest born children mm-hmm. are comedians. A lot of Definitely. big comedians yeah. are. Are babies, yeah, and because it, they get away with more. <laughs> well, they just know how to burn, how, how to try to crack. They've got a crowd yeah. to perform yeah. for, yeah, you know, and they've had it their entire life. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it's really interesting how that works because I I am very diplomatic when mm-hmm. it comes to things. I much rather solve problems with a solution rather than violence, yeah. or anything else. Mm-hmm. You know, we can all come out of this looking better mm-hmm. instead of somebody's got to be a loser. Yeah, see, I can get that. Uh, I'm the peacemaker between all my people, but I'm also the assertive one. 
<laughs> you will do this or else. <laughs> well, see, I've never been that way. Well, I guess I was when I was little, but more so like it's if I don't say something, nobody else will. This has got to be done. We got to get it done. I'm not I don't force my will upon people or anything. <laughs> not yet. Um but like mom, she's redhead. So she's always mad about something. <laughs> and my dad's like, doesn't really say what he's supposed to. So I feel like I kind of like go between. Intermediary. Yeah. Whereas Josh, um, he does not. I mean, like he's always goofing off. What kills me is I'll say a joke and nobody will hear me. And then he'll say it like 10 minutes later and everybody will everybody laugh. cracks up. Yeah. And I'm just like, really? Thief. Joke's thief. <laughs> and he heard me and I knew he heard me. <laughs> Um, Still with my material. <laughs> but no, uh, yeah, I do see a lot of that. And I get like, the eldest child is always the one that will, or not always, but I feel like mo- nine times out of ten, they're the ones that's going to be responsible. They're always responsible for the younger kids. They're going to take care of them. They're, you know, um, my dad's the same way. He always looks out for me because he was the oldest child okay. and he understands it. Um and then mom always looks out for Josh because Josh is the baby and she was the baby. So it always <laughs> works out that way. But I was always firm in those, you know, oldest child, middle child, youngest child. Until I met this group of four kids. Mm. And it took me a while to figure out their ages because they're close together in age. I knew one was taller than the other, but I didn't know if that really played a part. The oldest child does not act like the oldest child at all. The goofball? I, she's just like. Or just very subdued. It's like she wants to be the oldest. Like, not, well, she is the oldest, but she wants that role, but she's not good at that role, if that makes sense. Yeah. Like, she's just not the responsible one or the one that's going to get stuff done. Or, you know, the the second oldest is the one that has that. Oh, she got alpha then. Yeah. 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 Like that. I mean, her name, her name's Tink too, by the way. Like that is her nickname. Um, so she's like always the one that's like, she, I mean, like we'll beat up on the boys when they need it. Like she takes charge. She's the one that takes charge. I mean, like we had an, I made them do arm wrestling contest one time. What's wrong with you? They wanted to do it. You running? Yeah, they wanted to. If you suggested it, I'm sure you running a fight club out well, of this daycare. That's during the summer, and that's with the preschoolers. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, like they were arm wrestling. I was like, well, let's make this a big competition, you know, um, just to get them to do something uh, other than fight, um, actually fight or bicker, and so. We did the comp- competition and she won. She had all them boys mad, all of them, because she won. And she's like maybe two years younger than the rest of them. Yeah. Like, but she, man, I don't know something about that. I love that kid. She asserted her dominance. <laughs> she did, and she's I. Uh, I wrote letters to all my kids because I won't see them for Thanksgiving, and I wrote them like you know how thankful I am for them and like how I feel about them, whatever, all that mushy crap, um, because they need it, and so. <laughs> I uh, wrote in hers, and I'm like, you beat up all the boys when they need it, like, <laughs> at everything they're good at. Um, yeah. Don't be reinstalling uh, uh, positive things toward women. We don't need that in this <laughs> culture, okay? 
That's the last thing we need is women thinking they're, they're better than everybody. I don't think I'm better than everybody. I'm on an equal playing field. <laughs> sure. It's all about equality. Keep telling yourself that. <laughs> well, no, the boys started it. Pointing <laughs> <laughs> fingers. Well, see, like, they had done, um, they kept saying, it was one in particular. He kept saying how lame girls were, whatever. He's speaking and, the truth. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, what killed me was he's raised by a single mom. <laughs> This, this kid's bass. I like him a lot. <laughs> Bring him on the show. And he was like, He's the hero we need. <laughs> He's like, Girls are lame and they can't do this stuff. And I was like, Tink, go get him. <laughs> Sticking your hellhound on him. Jesus. <laughs> but it just, it kept getting on my nerves. Cause I mean, like, it wasn't just like a one time thing or this a was constant. Time. It was like constant. And I was like, Okay, I can't deal with this anymore. <laughs> Arm wrestling competition. Bring now. out the beast. <laughs> but I mean, he hasn't said anything since. <laughs> Put him in his place. Come back when you get some, you get some muscles, son. You may ask you some questions from around the internet. Oh goodness, I guess so. Uh, this is oh, messes in here. We're messing up with my stuff. I asked you some of these. They're really more targeted toward men. Uh huh. But you can switch genders up if you'd like to. Okay. Um, and they're kind of like it's kind of like would you rather? Okay. If you've played with Would You Rather. Yeah, a few times. Okay. Um, all right. Let's see here. This is this is a thought experiment, big I'm time. terrified. If you could have sex with anyone you wanted, <laughs> but they died immediately after, who would you pick? Oh, Lord. So you, you have to balance this. Yeah. There's probably going to be somebody you really hate. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. But do you want to have sex with somebody you really hate? No. Do you do you want to be the Black Widow? <laughs> no, not really. But uh, I have to think of somebody. Uh, who do I just really hate? That wouldn't Stephanie talk- Meyer. <laughs> She's Mormon. She wouldn't go for it. It'd have to be off the record. <laughs> Ooh, I could do AOC. Just get her off. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Because I was thinking, like, who in politics do I hate that won't like totally ruin like the if, whole? If, if Matt from GTST hears this, he's gonna love you for that. One. He's <laughs> like, oh yeah, she she nailed it. So you're going yeah. AOC? AOC, I guess. Elizabeth Warren. Ah, uh, that's old. <laughs> I don't like AOC either. But you're going AOC then. Yeah, I'll go AOC, just because I don't think anybody needs to be subjected to her. (laughs) Especially her constituents. Okay. Um, If you could put any franchise restaurant in your house, what would it be? Raisin Cane's. Really? (laughs) Wow. In any franchise restaurant? Raisin Cane's. Over like Chick-fil-A? Mm-hmm. You have a problem with Chick-fil-A? Mm-mm. Cane sauce. Oh, you just want the sauce then. <laughs> well, no, I like, I like the chick, I like Chick Fil A's waffle fries, but raising canes, I don't know something about that sauce, and I don't like crinkle cut fries, but their crinkle cut fries are good. Mm. So, raising canes. I mean, I would get back to four hundred and then raise to six hundred pretty quickly, but, <laughs> um, <laughs> but that would be it. Raising canes. I'm gonna one up you. Okay. Five guys. Hmm. Better quality food. I'm 
But that's have you ever been to a Five Guys before? Oh, it's a chain restaurant. I was thinking like fast any, food. Yeah, any fran- well, okay. franchise. Well, yeah, I knew that. But Hoover's uh, is franchised. Yeah. I was thinking like fast food. You say franchise because those are the easiest yeah, to franchise. Right. So, um, also in my business things, it's always like, what franchise would you put into your, you know, area? And that was the one I did. That's why I was off the top of, yeah. So that's why I was on the top of my head. Um, I don't know. Hold on. Um, I'm so used to like, I don't know because of. I go on dates a lot. Yeah. So, like, I'm so used to eating out at all these chain restaurants. And so I, now I'm all kind of burnt out. <laughs> oh. Cheesecake Factory, though, would Ooh. be a good one. Cheesecake Factory. I'd also gain 600 pounds yeah, there. I would but. be with you. Just, just my cheesecake <laughs> menu. Nah, uh, I'm going with Five Guys uh, just because it's, it's just for the fries alone. Mm-hmm. They're so they're so fresh and everything. Mm-hmm. You're afraid of eating in and out. I don't think so. I've never been to one. Mm-mm. When Tink was doing all that work in California, she mm-hmm. used to always go to it. I hear a lot of people love it. I've never been. I hadn't either. I've got a question. You didn't answer the first one. What's yours? Ooh. Um, <laughs> if I could have sex with anybody in the world, but they died afterward. <laughs> um, shoot. I'm either going to go with um, maybe Kim Jong-un. That would be an interesting. <laughs> you want to visualize that? <laughs> we just give it to him. <laughs> I, don't, I can't think. I mean, women are so inconsequential to me, so I, I really don't. Uh, oh, thanks. Nah, I'm just um, I wouldn't. Uh, AOC would be okay, but God, I have to listen. I have the thought of that for I, dumb face. <laughs> um. Uh, yeah, it, we had to pick like the same genders. <laughs> I'm gonna go with AOC. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna go with uh, Kim Jong Un. Kim Jong Un, just, just for the hilarity of it. <laughs> in the news tonight, an American man fucked Kim Jong Un to death, <laughs> and then I'm gonna take his place. And I'm gonna bring democracy to North Korea. We're gonna reunite re- Korea, Korea. It's wonderful. I'm hoping I get. If I ever get one, if I ever see my show gets downloaded one time in North Korea, I know who, who listened to it. <laughs> There's some YouTuber, and he got his analytics, and he had one view from North Korea. He's like, Kim Jong-un saw my video, because he's the only one who's got the internet in the entire country. Yeah, I go yeah. Kim Jong-un. Yeah. yeah. And it, it's such a noble thing for you to do. I, I'm willing to sacrifice myself for the greater good. We're going to stomp out communism once and for all. Uh, if you could only have four teeth in your entire mouth, where would they be? Okay. Probably my incisors. Like all yeah, you go to the front. Yeah. What maniac goes, I want my molders. No, you <laughs> you want to try to cover up what kind of problem you're having. Yeah. Yeah, you go the the, mm-hmm. the front four, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's... And you also got to tear meat. Yeah. Like... Just my canines. I, yeah. want, I want just four vampire four teeth in my head. Teeth. Yeah. Um, what's the fiercest animal you think you could actually beat in a fight? Not, my immediate thought was badger. <laughs> really? It's like not Patrick. True. Jesus, <laughs> it just never stops. I don't know why that was my thought, but badger. Um, I don't know. Um, I will say I can't even do like uh, normal like herbivores. One time I was uh, I drank absinthe <laughs> underage. <laughs> Which cow did you find? <laughs> <laughs> okay. 
So there's a railroad track between my house and this one of my friend's houses, and um, we had done absinthe. Not acid. Acid, no. <laughs> um, but we hadn't cut it, so there was no sugar or anything. Oh, you just... You had to straight up NyQuil then. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. So, I mean, I was hallucinating a bit. Um, but it was, like, not good hallucinations. No, it's not. Um, but anyway, so it's, like, 2 a.m., and I'm walking on the railroad tracks, and there's, like, 20 deer just all there. And I'm terrified to yeah. go through because I was like, this buck is going to kill me <laughs> for getting in his area. <laughs> Like, <laughs> was it during like hunting seat, like during the rut or anything? Oh, you'd have been fine. Yeah. I yeah. mean, it was just, um, but you were tripping balls. So. Yeah. So I was like, they're going to kill me. Like this buck's going to like kick me or something. Like I was going to die. Don't do absinthe when you <laughs> got to walk down a railroad track. Cause the, <laughs> that's the nice tip. <laughs> the don't, for the don't do absinthe when you're walking the railroad tracks. <laughs> Especially when there's 20 million deer. Yeah. So, which animal do you think you could take? What's the meanest animal you think you actually could beat up? Hmm. Um, I really don't know. I don't think I'm that fierce to beat up an animal with my bare hands or anything. Uh, I'm going to go out of spite. I'm going to say a Canadian goose. <laughs> a Canadian goose. I've been chased way too many times by Canadian <laughs> Is geese. Is that a, pred- a predator? A predator? <laughs> It is just, what's the fiercest animal? Oh, fiercest animal. I thought it was right. a predator. Okay. What's the meanest animal you could actually take in a fight? Mm. Sensei. My bird. <laughs> <laughs> Your domesticated bird? <laughs> I don't know if domesticated is the right word. <laughs> He's mean. Well, uh, a lot of people say ostrich. Mm-mm. No. That no. is a dinosaur. I've been attacked by an ostrich. No. Yeah, you... you I don't care who you are, mm-hmm. an emu, an ostrich, they have claws like a friggin' raptor. Mm-hmm. Oh, and the peck, man. Yeah. I've, I've been pecked by an ostrich. It is not. No, 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 no. I've heard a lot of people say, oh, I could take up an emu. No, you can't. No, you can't. They will destroy you. Yeah, they will it, cut your guts open. Katie left me for dead one time. Like, Did <laughs> <laughs> she push you down? Just... No. Okay, so we were, it was during, uh, it was last year during COVID. And so they were doing a drive through petting or drive through zoo or whatever. So we went, and Katie, uh, to understand our dynamic, Katie is always putting me in situations where... You could die. Yes. And then laughing about it. <laughs> Maniacally. <laughs> yes. As she runs away. So she's in the driver's seat, I'm in the passenger seat, and we're feeding the ostriches, you know, because they give us, like, you can buy, like, feed for them or whatever. Well, I didn't give it to him in time. And oh, it would be demanding. Could, so... He, like, pecks the fire out of me. And so I'm just, like, trying to roll up the window because I know he's coming again. And uh, Katie's, like, sitting there laughing and rolling down the window at the same time so that this ostrich can kill me. And I don't know why I go anywhere with her. This isn't the first time, and it won't be the last. I think we your lesson after a while. I know. All right. Um I'm terrified. When you pause like that. I want to read through it before I stumbled over it. Uh Uh-huh. There's a four-stall bathroom Mm -hmm. with a glory hole in each stall. Lord. Three of them offer you a joint. One is a dude. Do you take the chance? Well, I mean, 
they can't physically get to me but the glory hole, right? So, yeah, but once you win the stall, you either have to hit the joint, okay, or take 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 the D. I ain't taking a chance. <laughs> I ain't not either. A twenty five percent chance. I don't like those odds. Um, not only that, I don't like smoking weed. So, it, I mean, like, there's no benefit to that whatsoever. <laughs> it's, it's it's all it's all downhill for you. All right. Uh, if you had to win a game show to stay alive, which game show would you choose? The competitive person in me wants to say Jeopardy. <laughs> Same. But <laughs> I would probably do How to Be a Millionaire. Cause, who wants to be a millionaire? Who wants to be a millionaire? You, you, could, you could answer all the questions. I could go pretty well. I, I've i watched the show when my grandma was there. I, I do very well. So maybe if I get a lifeline or two, it would be yeah. fine. Jeopardy, though, they challenge me, and I enjoy that. <laughs> yeah, as, uh, mom likes me to come over and watch Jeopardy with her. Mm-hmm. Um, every time that she's like, "Why don't you apply to be on this show?" I'm like, "I would look a fucking retard if I went on this show." Oh yeah, because I mean, there's a lot to it. Because the one time I got, if I actually got on the show, mm-hmm. the categories would be like 19th century ballet. <laughs> yeah, I don't know that. Well, there you go. Um, this general knowledge, I do pretty well. Yeah. See, any trivia game I'm pretty good at, like when we do them, you know, on family night or whatever, I like there's this one game called Smart Ass. I win every time um, because it's just trivia, like basic right. trivia, and the geography always stumbles everybody. I, a lot of people have trouble with, with geography. Uh huh. And I'm not good at it. Like, I'm, I'm not decent. I mean, like, yeah, that's what I'm saying. I'm decent, but I'm not like, I can't tell you, like, exactly where Laos is or, yeah. you know, stuff like that. But. As long as it's big countries, I'm I'm pretty decent. Where's at. Canada? There it is. <laughs> north. <laughs> Look <laughs> straight up. north. Um, I don't know. I think I may go. Um, password. You probably don't remember uh, password. I I want to say I don't. Or, or uh, process right. I think I do good on process right. I would never do good on process right <laughs> because I'm always like that's too damn expensive. <laughs> You don't get to be subjective when when you're answering prices. I know. I think well, the big problem is people go on there from other parts of the country. Mm-hmm. They don't realize the prices they give are, are local to L.A. Yeah. Yeah. Um, also, the trick with uh, Jeopardy is there is most of those people have already been to s- similar things because they have like scholars bowls in right. high schools and stuff. So if you've never done that, which I should have when I was in high school, but I didn't because I – wanted a social life for some reason <laughs> um but that's the thing like they're used to it so obviously they're gonna be better at it but if you don't do if you don't train for that and you don't know anything about it you're gonna stumble oh, like sure. i would stumble totally like i'd look like an idiot <laughs> um what are your top three gas station snacks of all time of all time okay so just food at a gas station. At a gas station. Okay. So, trolley sour gummies. Okay. Uh, I've, I went to Bucky's not too long ago. and I'm I've in never lo- been to a Bucky's. I'm, I'm in love. You need I've, to go. I've heard that to, I've heard it, it from everybody. It's so dumb. Like, it, <laughs> it's so dumb how much you love Bucky's. Because, like, you know, like, it's just a gas station. It's really prominent, like, through Texas and stuff. Mm-hmm. And uh, maybe, like, Louisiana and Arkansas as mm-hmm. well. I see them a lot on the way to the beach. Yeah. Um, but they they got everything, and it's amazing. So I'm going to add their uh, pecans. They're, like, uh, 
toasted caramelized pecans okay. on there. And then um, if they've got how or if they got jalapeno well, chips, kettle cooked. Yes, yes. <laughs> if they got the jalapeno kettle cooked chips, I'll get those. If not, I will settle for the TGI Fridays uh, cheddar jalapeno chips, potato yeah. skins. I'm gonna go um, Reese's Pieces, mm-hmm. of course. Um, I'm gonna go with um, Cheetos Puffs. Really? Yeah. And for my wild card, I'm gonna go with uh, yogurt pretzels. Yogurt pretzels. They Yo- have yogurt covered pretzels. Yes, I know. Yeah. They have a whole wall of those. At place. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I'm, I'm not a gummy person. They get like in my teeth. Really, I have mm-hmm. really deep grooves in my molders, mm-hmm. and it gets packed in. I've been on a popcorn kick lately. Really, I've never liked popcorn because it gets in my teeth so bad. Mm-hmm. But like the last two weeks, I've been just. Tearing up popcorn. I love popcorn. And it's pretty low calories, too. So. Yeah, that's that's the reason I love popcorn. <laughs> <laughs> um, if you were gay for a day, who would be your dream bang? Okay. You won't know who this is. Okay. I say this just because she is so beautiful and awesome and talented. Uh, Marina Damandis. A lot of people know her as Marina in the Diamonds. She's a pop singer. Okay. A British pop singer. She's like half Greek. She's gorgeous. She's got, I want to be her, essentially. <laughs> <laughs> like, she's got a great body and she can sing operatic and she's a good songwriter. And the only reason she's in pop is so she can get music played. Got like, you. if, if she didn't, she wanted to do indie music, but she wanted to be popular. But then she's got, She's got massive tits. Oh, there you go. Yeah. And so when the reason she's not so popular, she's popular in America, but she's not so popular in America because they want her every time she comes here, they want her to do like nude photos and stuff or like, you know, half dress photos and she won't do it. So I love her. She's awesome. Awesome. Yeah. Gay for a day. Kim (laughs) Jong-un. Thank you for listening to this episode. Go ahead. What? Okay. Even if you don't have to kill him? <laughs> sure. sure. <laughs> Peyton, thanks for coming on. I appreciate thank it. You. Thank you. Thank you for making the time. I really do appreciate it. Yeah. Um, I enjoyed it. And even though it was probably all over the place for me. It was fun. I loved it. You want to plug your show? Yes. Uh, I do a podcast with two of my best friends. And we talk about YA novels at the Let's Call It Nothing podcast. You can listen to us on any major platform. Good deal. Third season coming out soon. Yes. Finishing up second season or the second season right now, right? Yeah, we're finishing up the second season. Uh third season is gonna be about witches in the South. Ooh. It's gonna be fun. Thank you all for listening to this episode of the Hango Show. Be sure to go by tripodbroadcasting.com to check out all the shows in the network. Also check the show notes for links to our sponsors like ebles.com, E-A-B-L-E-S, where you can save 15% on some premium CBD by using the promo code Hango. And go by mydelta8.com. Peyton, again, thank you so much. Love you, you, hon. And I love all all y'all out there for listening. And we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.